Hey, homebodies, what's happening? So it's yeah, your girl, the Toad Lady here, uh, coming at you with, with another hot take about, yeah, the these misery dorms. Uh, what is up with that? So lately, I mean, I think they've been around for a couple years now, but lately they've been making, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, they've been generating a lot of buzz because, yeah, like people are actually extolling uh, these horrendous setups as a solution to, uh, you know, to the affordable housing crisis. And no, no, no. What, what the fuck are you, are you doing? Co-living? I mean, I, I, have you ever heard a term made of such cringe before? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I freaking have it. No, no, no. It's not co-living. It's a bunch of people, you know, in their 20s, 30s, or even beyond that, you know, crammed together like it's a freaking tenement on the Lower East Side, you know, back in like the early 1900s. Like, that's what we've got, you know, going on here. I mean, think I mean, think about it. You know, you have a bunch of, you know, kids trying to put together, you know, a startup or, yeah, you got, you know, you got like your average working stiff, you know, who can't afford the rent on a place and just got evicted, you know, or they just showed up and then they can't afford, you know, an apartment on their own. And, you know, yeah, like no one can freaking afford health insurance. No one, you know, can't afford to miss a day at work if they get sick. And you're all crammed together in a bunch of bunk beds like they're trying to gentrify Auschwitz or something. Like, what, what is wrong with these fucking people? Jesus. Um, yeah, because what just makes it even worse is that, you know, you actually have civic leaders, like, endorsing this as some kind of solution. Yeah, I saw this thing on, on Twitter that the freaking city comptroller of Los Angeles was actually, yeah, like posing for photos going through, the, you know, yeah, this pod share facility saying like, oh, this is going to be great, you know, for affordable housing. No, no. If you're paying $1,400 a month to live in a bunk bed with eight other people, that is not affordable housing. That There is just something horribly wrong with this. I mean, the co-living thing is begging up too, but then they gotta call this person to share a bunk bed with a pod mate. I mean, look, I, I went to school for accounting. I, like, I always wanted to be a writer and game dev, and hey, I got to become a writer, game dev, ship poster, speaker, you name it. And I gotta say this, tech bros have been the Harvey Weinstein to the English language. I mean, it's bad enough that you got these guys, you know, who you know, get together. They think that they're gonna, you know, accidentally invent a bus every couple of years. That's bad enough. But no, they gotta, they gotta really butcher the English language with these fucking terms like co-living, when it's a bunch of people just jammed into the same miserable facility and they're trying to pass it off as affordable housing. That's what's wrong with this fucking picture. Um. Okay. So. You gotta look at the fact that a lot of these, you know, pod share type places are largely concentrated in, you know, various cities with really hot, really volatile job and real estate markets like New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and so on. And so, you know, living living in the city for fucking ever, you know, I can I can say that roommates have always been a fact of life here. Um, I know for one, like I'm an outlier because. I've actually, yeah, like, had my own place since I was 20, um, which I know is not very common for a lot of millennials. And, yeah, that's that's because I have been here forever. I had rent stabilization. You know, I benefited from that. Was it, That's how I was able to afford to buy a place when, I, you know, when the time came. 
and a lot of people just don't have that option. Like if you come in now, you are you are not getting a rent stabilized unit. You know, that's the only way a lot of us old school New Yorkers managed to stay here. You know, we either we either bought it when these when then some of these neighborhoods were just dirt cheap, or you had several generations of rent control or rent stabilization. I know I know they're two confusingly similar terms. They mean different things. Um, either way, yeah, if you've been here for fucking ever, then yeah, that's how you got in. But yeah, but I remember, yeah, when I was 20 and first, you know, moving into that apartment. And um, yeah, I you know, and I remember, yeah, still, yeah, going to punk and hardcore shows when we had a livelier scene for that here before, you know, Bloomberg uh, basically ruined everything and then de Blasio made it worse. Uh, and uh, yeah, before, before it took like three hours, you know, to go to a fucking hardcore show, you know, all the way in Brooklyn when I used to go them a lot more. I, yeah, I remember when. You know, people on the outside of the whole culture, the whole purview, you know, yeah, would, would you know, hear about, like, a bunch of these kids, usually a lot of them who escaped broken homes, or, yeah, they, they were just, yeah, really poor, they couldn't afford anything, not even, yeah, like, living in the Bronx or on the outskirts with a roommate, and... You know, they just couldn't afford anything, and then, yeah, so they would, like, hang out, like, you know, like, at C-Squat, um, you know, down the Lower East Side. They, we had a short-lived one, um, yeah, up in the South Bronx, too. And, yeah, like, people thought, like, it was so horrendous. Um, oh, yeah, a bunch of, like, kids just squatting in an abandoned building that was, like, this horrifying, you know, squalor that... Um, yeah, you know, like, that Jacob Reese, you know, you know, wrote about in How the Other Half Lives, and... Yeah, well, we're living in a different kind of Gilded Age now, um, because now the squat has been gentrified, and you're gonna go pay about the equivalent of a one-bedroom apartment in the Bronx, or someone's mortgage, like, in middle America, for a goddamn bunk bed! What is that? What is wrong with this whole setup? So... The way that the misery dorm pretty much works is that, you know, like, some of them do have a month-to-month -month commitment, but it's like, yeah, it's like the old-school, like, pensions. Like, you don't, you know, you don't have to, like, sign a leash. You can, like, pay by the week or pay by the day. It's a pay-as-you-go kind of deal. Um, some of the nicer ones that, like, definitely cost a lot more, I believe it was Common or one of them, um, they actually do have private rooms that you can rent, but then whether you actually luck out and get a private room where, yeah, yeah, you have to go do the whole gentrified Auschwitz thing with the bunk beds. Um, yeah, the the whole idea is that, yeah, you have that area to yourself, but then, like, bathrooms and the kitchen are communal, and then sometimes the kitchens actually do come, like, with communal snacks or food, other things you can make on the premises, free coffee, and then housekeeping is provided so you don't have to do any any cleaning. And then, yeah, like, internet, other utilities are provided so you don't have to pay for those. And and so I'm trying to think of, like, the next, like, a less worse, I guess, um, analogy for this would be, like, writer's collectives or, like, what's a little less common in America, but you see this, like, in Sweden and other places that actually value the arts, like, game developer collectives, like, they're starting to become a thing now. They were a pipe dream when, you know, when I was first getting into the games industry. But, uh, yeah, now, though, we're starting to see some, you know, artist collectives that do um, honor game devs, but mostly, in America, it's mostly universities that have game dev residencies, and just like the writer residencies that are through, you know, either um, grant programs or they're privately funded, you know, the, yeah, the competition for those is extremely fierce, and, 
it's basically like, you know, like how the writers of old just had their wives do everything for them. Just like how a lot of modern game devs do, and you never hear about Angama Sutra, but that's besides the point. Um, either way, just like how a lot of yeah, these old school writers who people thought were such geniuses had all their wives do this shit for them, like, you know, yeah, yeah, cook, clean, do the laundry, you know, yeah, make sure that, um, yeah, your food's coming in, your stu- you know, stuff's getting done, um, oh yeah, someone made doctor's appointments for you, did all the stuff that you normally got, you know, every regular person's got to drop everything that they're doing, you know, to go get that stuff done. And yeah, and so those old school writers' wives took care of that for them. But nowadays we have these residency programs where, you know, yeah, a writer in residence can just show up. Um, someone does all this stuff for them. They don't have to worry about living expenses. They don't have to worry about, you know, the day-to-day Things like, yeah, like cooking, cleaning, all that, you know, stuff, that stuff you hate but has to get done. Um, and you just focus on the craft. And yeah, that's a dream come true. And yeah, so just like how, yeah, so I guess Podshare and the like didn't just gentrify tenements and squats. They're also, they basically, yeah, took like the writers or the game developers collectives and just made it shitty. Um, yeah, that's what they also did. Made it shitty and made it incredibly expensive. And just, yeah, like, a horrible version of something that actually had a good concept. Because I'm not going to lie, I would I would fucking love it if I could live somewhere. And, yeah, someone, yeah, did my laundry and cooked all my meals, did all the shopping. Um, yeah, made sure that I was on top of things for doctor's appointments. And, yeah, going to see the, the lawyer or, you know, accountant or whatever. Um, yeah, someone took care of that. For, I, I'd fucking love that. Um yeah, I mean, hey, like, I, I, I love that. I, I would love it if I had, like, a, li- you know, a living uh, toad spouse who would just take care of, yeah, I'm out here hustling. You go take care of all the shit in the house. You go take care of the toads while I'm gone. Um, you go do all that. And uh, I, I just focus on, on my craft and making it awesome. But, yeah, no, that no, that's that's not what they're doing here. You, you got to pay out the yes for the privilege of like living with six strangers in a fucking bunk bed. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know who thought this was a good idea. Apparently, I don't know, somewhat, some VC did and thought, yeah, how about we make life, you know, for the little people even worse? And uh, yeah, because, look, because we, we could talk about, yeah, rental communities for creatives and entrepreneurs. Like, that would be amazing. Like, society could actually use that, you know, or even if it's something like, actually be able to buy a place in that fashion um or even like doing a timeshare so like that's kind of the situation i've got now with sonic toe medias that's my company my shiny new workspace um it's something of a timeshare of um yeah on fifth avenue um but yeah why can't we you know yeah make housing like that you know why can't um yeah like we actually have like a way that you can live like that don't just, like, butcher the English language and fucking call it co-living. That's just stupid. And Barry, I just asked again, like, why can't people afford the rent, you know, to begin with? Why is the rent so damn expensive when you need people to still come in, do all, you know, do all the grunt work in, in your offices, clean your fucking offices, make your sandwiches, make your coffee. You want to, you know, and you want to make it, you know, basically untenable for people to actually live there yeah no we no, we got to talk about actual solutions putting people in a bunch of bunk beds and calling affordable housing is bullshit so yeah stay tuned on home stratosphere for more hot takes about uh how about trends in housing 
and um, the, the shitty tiny living spaces that we have in New York. Check us out, yeah, homestratosphere.com. Follow us on Twitter at Homestratos, and I'll catch you again next time.